Hello everyone, this is Casey Bowles, and I'm sitting at a makeshift studio in my kitchen wearing sunglasses. Joining me is Tyler Wellborn. We're not really sure what we're doing or how we got here, but we'd like for you to join us for this Texas size meltdown. On this episode, Tyler tells you about American Aquarium. We talk about judging others, and I tell you about Co Wetzel and Parker McCollum's second annual Naughty or Nice Tour. All right here on the Texas Meltdown. So coming up this week, we'll be talking to you about American Aquarium. B.J. Barham's the lead singer, and he's pretty much the only original person that's in this band from the from the time that it started, you know. But, I mean, then again, I'd, I'd kind of say it's all about him in a way. But seeing that he's, uh, he's not only the lead singer. Huh? He's had a lot of band members. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Did not know it until this week, but, you know. I feel like it'd be hard to get along with. If, if you've been through as many band members as what that guy has, at some point in time, you just have to be like, hey, it's, maybe it's me. <laughs> it's kind of like getting married five times, you know. Like, maybe, you know, maybe it's not the other person. You know what I mean? And this is, that's like, I don't even know how the fuck I can, I can put it, but. The views expressed in this show do not actually refer to anything that the Texas Meltdown thinks. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me just throw, let's throw that out there. Not not trying to say that BJ Barham is a dickhead or anything like that. But I don't know the guy. I've never met him. Never I'm just met him assuming, either. Yeah. I'm assuming it's all an assumption. Yes, yes. On his new album, Things Change, he's got a single on there called Tough Folks. And I'm going to tell you right now, that song is pretty much just a cut dry, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Quit crying. Don't take that shit. You're better than that shit because life goes on. There's no point standing around crying about it. And that's that's pretty much the whole meaning behind that song, in my opinion. I mean, I, I love listening to it. By the end of the song, I'm usually singing it word for word every single yeah, time. Yeah, it's a really good song. I like it. And it is, man. It's got a good beat to it and everything else. It's simple. It's kind of a simple, just well put together little song that's really catchy. It really is. But that's is. what makes good songwriting. It really is. And not, and not to mention, just as. The soul and the raspiness of his of his voice is just what sealed the whole deal, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like a. I don't feel like you can cover his songs. His voice just goes with the wording of his songs. He say he writes songs for himself. No That's doubt. That's what he does. No he writes no songs doubt. for himself. No doubt. So before B.J. Barham's music career started, he was uh, he was working on the family farm, going to be the sixth generation tobacco farmer out of his family. When he decided that uh, that wasn't where he wanted to be in life. So then he decided that he was going to go off to college and try to become a lawyer. That didn't work out so well for him either. After he found his, uh, I guess, true love, you could say, for singer and songwriting. He's, uh, he's been writing songs and singing ever since. Their first album, Antique Hearts, was released in 2006. But it wasn't until 2008 with the Bible in the Bottle album that they started getting a little bit more recognition. They started playing shows. They started off playing about 250 300 shows a year for the first, like, four or five years they Jesus were playing. Jesus Christ. That might be why the band quit. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I mean, they, they, and honestly, they said they got tired of him. They got tired of, of playing that much. Man, it, it just kind of – I mean, it's kind of like beating a dead horse at that point in time, you know, playing the same songs repetitive like yeah, that. I couldn't Jesus, do that. I couldn't do it either. That, shout out to those guys. But My favorite song is I Hope He Breaks Your Heart. Like, if you haven't heard that song yet, you need to go listen to it, like, right now. Well – Maybe not right now, but after the show, because <laughs> yeah. if, you go, if you go start listening to that, you're going to get way off into his music. You're going to get to come back here. Yeah, no, So yeah, don't yeah. do that. Just in case you want to pick the mood up a little bit, you could probably go play Burn, Flicker, and Die 
Tell you what, ain't nothing wrong with a shot of whiskey <laughs> on the rocks. It's some Adderall. Yeah, Just get uh, the blood back pumped up and flowing shit, son. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now. It's a, it's I a, love the song. It's I do a damn love good song. song. Okay, you, you know, know what? actually that was actually intended to be their last album that they were supposed to record. However, they started making it off of this album. BJ Barham actually had quoted on quote, "It's kind of ironic that the album that we weren't supposed to make it on is the one we ended up making it on." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another song I like is Losing Side of 25. I could really relate to that one. <laughs> that's, that's just about my, that sums me up. It, like One little thing, like, that actually sums up my life. That That's it right there. Like I'm on Losing Side of 25 and all that's pretty much going on. So I think that it's easy to say that after you can start relating to his music a little bit more, that we can both agree on that he's like the Rocky of Texas country music. I mean, let's I feel like if you're not 25... You're not going to get his music, and if you think you do, you don't yet. Just wait, just wait till you get to that age, and then you can go back and listen to it and be like, man, holy shit. You think it blows your mind now. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, no shit. But no, nah, man, I I, I got I, I can't lie to you. The first uh, first song I've ever heard, it was the I Hope He Breaks Your Heart, like you were bringing up and everything else, and it's a damn good tune. And at the time, I was going through a breakup, so of course, you know, if you're going through a breakup and you really – want to get into like your inner like fuck it, fuck fuck it. it. <laughs> yeah that's definitely the song you listen to but at the end of the day i mean that's that's kind of where he was at with that after uh the times change album like talking about you know the fact that tough folks make it tough times don't last you know pretty much and man this dude's got his ass kicked by natural life. selection <laughs> yeah yeah just this guy i mean he's had such a fucking tough time but dude's doing great now he, um, for the last four years, he's been sober. He had a kid this past year in April. I mean, the guy's on a great path from from coming up with a new band and a new album and having great reviews and great sound and Shit, good. he's been on the Rolling Stones a couple times. Yeah, they man. I mean, multiple, he's, he's, multiple he's, articles about him. He's doing, he's doing great, man. I, you know, I mean, it, it just goes to show you exactly like you were saying, though. You can make it through this shit. Pull yourself up. You got this. So. You got it. Always, always, you got it. You got to keep on. Joe Walsh once said, all the times I thought were the end of the world didn't turn out so bad after all. Joe Walsh is a shit. Anyone that can call. BJ Barnum isn't no no Joe Walsh, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's getting there. He's getting there. One day he could be. Not a lot of people can cause, what is it, like $21,000, $23,000 worth of hotel room damage with a chainsaw. Not not many people can do that. Shout out to Joe Walsh. You're the shit, man. Coincidentally, as a kid, Don Henley used to come to our house. He was going to buy some property for my grandma. So he would bring his kids and his wife. He was a hot model wife. He'd bring them to the house. And I was young. I was real young. He'd bring them to the house. And they would all come around four-wheelers and horses and everything. And they'd have a good time. I have like old Christmas cards. So you're telling me Don Henley knows the boys. Yeah, I I didn't know how. Or the boys from either way. No, they know he knows the Bowles family. Like he come to my house. Like, no shit. Yeah, he's gonna buy the property for my grandma, but he come to our house. Yeah. Bowles Arena. Was come- Gary was Gary a dick to him? No, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Don Henley, I'm Gary's son. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, big Gary, he's not a dick, but I will tell you one thing that he did do. So Doug Stone come to our house and played after the fair one year. <laughs> And, like, he pulls up to our barn, and 
he's his his driver wants him to take down a bunch of panels because he can see his tour bus. But Dad's like, we're not taking them panels down. You're gonna drive around just like everybody else has to do. <laughs> You're coming from the other way. They were pissed. But I'm gonna save them stories for another episode. <laughs> Anyways, back to BJ Barnum. <laughs> where where does he play next? He's got a couple shows coming up. Both of them are going to be at Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma. One will be on December 29th. The other one will be on January 1st, New Year's Day. That'd be pretty good. 2019, kicking the shit off right, right there in Oklahoma. I saw them in Lindale, Texas. It was a pretty damn good show. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I ended up punching a guy in the mouth. I'm not even surprised slightly. <laughs> I really am not. I'm honestly not even surprised. Uh, okay, that anyways, that, they, that up until I couldn't watch it anymore, it was a really good show. I need to go watch them. I haven't seen them live yet. One of the shows, very few shows that I'm super excited about going to watch, definitely is going to be BJ Barnum with American Aquarium. And I've been judging myself a lot here lately on things that, like, I feel like, like, I know we agreed to do the show over, like, if you're judging yourself, other people are also judging you. I mean, no shit, Casey, but I'm just saying, like, I've been judging myself in a way as, like, I've been trying to rethink some of the shit I do, and, like, maybe you're an alcoholic, you know? Like, I enjoy drinking and getting drunk entirely too fucking much, and I'm just like, dude, you're fucking alcoholic. That's kind of scary. It's a little scary. Very steps a minute. The Texas Meltdown Rehab Edition. Tyler's going to have a breakdown. <laughs> when was the last time you had a drink, Tyler? I just cracked open a beer. Today. Mm-hmm. I had beer last night. One of those chicks' house, she already had beer bought and waiting for me. I was like, that's fucking badass. And cooked. Already had food ready, too. I was like, two for two. Whoops. Sounds like you got a good one. Yeah, for right now. She doesn't wash any clothes yet, so whatever. You gotta have that. I really don't want to talk about my love that. life on this podcast. Do you catch yourself judging yourself? I'm pretty right all the time. Most of the time, I mean, I <laughs> shut the. That's just that's that is exactly. Like I judge the shit, shit out of too. other people. That is exactly like you to say that same thing too. Well, I, don't want, I mean, I got a guilty conscience about judging people because I know that I ju- like when I was 21, I used to judge the fuck out of a lot of people. And that, I mean, I tell you what, there's good judging and bad judging. Like the way I judge people is, is like that's the only way you get ahead in life is people judging you. I can agree. because those people didn't judge anybody. Every company in the world just be run by just. Terrible, terrible people we had yet. <laughs> just terrible, terrible, terrible. It would never go good. You have to judge people. Never a cop pulls you over, he judges you before he gives you that ticket. If he gives you that ticket, he didn't like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever I walk into somewhere, I want to be somebody that's noticed, but I don't usually take it too far. Like people like getting drunk and being loud about stuff they don't need to be being loud about. It's, like, it's not about whether or not I'm doing it or not. I don't want to be sitting at a table yes. with somebody yeah. saying that. That You're sitting at a table with people like you're representing those people. And just because they don't do something doesn't mean that you need to be loud about it. You know, just because you don't care if somebody knows that you do it, they don't want to be associated with people that just know that they're doing it. So back to judging people for stuff. Like, work-wise, I judge people. Like, if I'm hiring somebody for me, like, you're representing me whenever I hire you. No, if I'm your boss, like say you're my swamper and I need you to come out here, and, or my spotter, whatever you want to call it, and you want to come out here and work for me, you are representing me. Your behavior directly affects my job. Because that means I'll be giving ultimatums to either fire you or I'm gone too. And a lot of times you don't even get that ultimatum. Just because you screwed up, I get fired too. Because it's a lot easier just to go ahead and find 
two more people than it is to have to take somebody off a crew and put them with you till you find somebody. Right. You know, it's it's a lot easier. They already got people ready to take your job. You have some people that are just like, oh, I'm such a good Christian and stuff like that. And I'm just like, are you really? I've heard you say some pretty racist shit, you know? Or That's the main thing is, like, it, people being racist. And where I'm working at, everybody out there is like, all about Jesus and everything, and that's fine. Like, I am too, but I'm not, like, preaching it at the safety meeting that morning and then getting drunk and talking about just terrible, terrible things about people. And I'm just like, you know, you know, I, I literally, I've tried it before. That's how I know you can't do it. I can't sit there and be like, man, you know, there were some good people, and, like, I have a lot of good friends that are, like, they're, like, black and Mexican and everything else. And every time, like, especially if you tell these people, say something about somebody that's gay. Holy shit. I feel like your religion shouldn't be judged. I feel right. like your sexuality shouldn't be judged. Your race shouldn't be judged. The only thing that should be judged is how you act. Yep. Which also, you can say people shouldn't judge you all you want to, but at the end of the day, it got your money. Like, you know, if your boss judged you on something you said or did, but what are you going to do about it? Nothing. You got fired or you didn't get that job or, you know, it still affected you whether you like it or not. And whether it should have happened or not, it still affected you. That's one of the things you can't do anything about. You just have to do the best you can to counteract it, which is just, you know, keep your private life to yourself. Exactly. If you don't want something being known by other people, you shouldn't open your mouth exactly. and talk. I mean, like, if you ain't got nothing exactly. nice to say, don't say shit at all. How many times have you seen someone post something ignorant on Facebook or act ignorant in public? And the next thing you know, you see the story about how they done lost their job because guess what? They were acting an ass. Yeah, like, what we're gonna, you're going to post stuff about how you like to smoke weed and shit all, all over Facebook. And as much as you want it to be, Facebook ain't your private thoughts. That's public information. Yeah. Is it right? No. It, it, it's definitely it, not. It, you know what? It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all because at the end of the day, it got your money. Definitely get your money. And the most responsible thing to do and what would be better off for your well-being is just to watch what you post, watch what you say. But the way that works is, is like, if you can't differentiate what stuff is inappropriate and what stuff is appropriate, then that's just like natural selection for who's going to be competent enough to be somebody and who's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, you don't want that. You don't want someone walking your business and if they're friends on Facebook with them or maybe... They don't know who they are, and they're like, I know I know her from somewhere, and they go searching about her. First thing they see is her posting a bunch of shit about marijuana, and she's representing your business. It doesn't look very well. I agree. Exactly. You can't you can't have that at your place of business. Yeah. It's not very ethical for good money, at least not around this area. Yes, I, I but. I, like I said, I don't care what people do, just as long as you act right and you don't get out of line, I'll be cool with you. But as soon as you start acting crazy or making it noticeable that you're doing something, you're around me, I can't have that around me, and I don't want people like that around me. I know more alcoholics than I do stoners. I do, too. I meant, like... Though. There's more stoners I like than alcoholics. Well, yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Including you. What the fuck you, man? Coming up this week, Coetzel and Parker McCollum will be having their second annual Naughty or Nice Tour. December 11th, they'll be at Cheatham Street Warehouse in San Marcos. Doors open at 
8 p.m. December 12th at Brewster Street Ice House in Corpus. And the doors open at 7 p.m. there. December 13th, they will be at the Dixie Dance Hall in Beaumont. Beaumont's a rowdy town. That'll be the last stop, so I'm sure it'll be a good time. Their trip. Well, guys, this is the end of the show where one of us probably passed out. But you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and iTunes. The main thing we ask is that you leave a review on whatever platform it is that you listen to us on. It helps get our name out there. We have new episodes every Monday at 6 a.m. And as always, we hope you had just as much fun as we did. Signing off is Casey Bowles, the last man standing, right here on the Texas Meltdown. It's 5.30 a.m. Monday morning, and I'm hammered drunk. If you're still listening, you deserve to know this. We cut backs on the fucks and the goddamns because my little sister told me I needed Jesus. But if you think we need to crank it back up a couple notches, which I think I can and her still listen, let us know. Give us some feedback. Post on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you need to do. Just let us know what you think. We're all about you guys. Thanks a lot. Casey out.